Till after 8 p.m., we go into our second phase of our business wrap. And uh, this evening, we're taking a look at uh, the hairdressing, beauty, and care industry. Now, uh, these personal care services uh, will remain closed under Level 3 of the national lockdown. This according uh, to the Minister of Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs. And today, an application by the industry uh, to be allowed to operate under the lockdown regulations has been dismissed at the Western Cape High Court. And uh, I must say, from what I make of the remarks made by the Department of Trade and Industry and uh, Competition, uh, and uh, the minister there, Ibrahim Patel, that uh, you know, government is saying, come with a plan, come with a set of protocols that you're going to use uh, to make sure that uh, your salons are not areas uh, that have a high level of transmission risk because we know we touch people's faces, their hair, and uh, there's all manner of uh, potential for transmission uh, in that context. And so uh, I guess there's also a duty on the industry here to explain uh, ideally, uh, how they would uh, prevent transmission of this in the workplace. And then, you know, if uh, that persuades the powers that be, then there might be some relaxation in this regard. Now, uh, somebody who can tell us a bit more about this is Mariska Duplessis, uh, who is the Divisional Manager for Northern Gauteng at the Employers' Organization for Hairdressing, Cosmetology and Beauty. Mariska, good evening to you and welcome. Good evening, Ayabonga. How are you? I'm well, thanks. I'm well, thanks. Thank you so much for taking time out to speak to us. Mariska? No problem. I would think that by now you would have some ideas of how many of your members who are hairdressers, who are, uh, you know, uh, uh, nail technicians, who are uh, all manner of beauty and care practitioners, would have some idea on how they can keep themselves and their customers safe. Uh, if uh, many of your enterprises were to open. Let's maybe talk about some of those because from from what I heard from the government today, they were also saying that they're at their wit's end and uh, until they are clear on how they can prevent transmission in this sector, they're going to keep your, your activities closed. Yes, sure. Ayabonga, in response to government's COVID-19 risk-adjusted strategies, industry uh, quite some time ago with various role players developed strict health, hygiene, and safety protocols for salons to ensure the safety of both client and the employees in the workplace. Uh, so to say that um, we will minimize the risk of the exposure uh, to the COVID-19 virus um, to both the client and the employee. So, yes, we do not have some idea of uh, how this is affecting our industry and various sectors currently. We are pretty much um, very certain um, that we are at our lowest. Um, the informal sectors are continuing to trade, um, seeing clients illegally, and the people that is really partaking and fighting this uh, with us is the ones that is suffering most. Um, so that is very unfortunate. Yes, uh, Minister Patel indeed said uh, today, uh, behind the podium, that he invited us and um, he's looking forward to engage this industry. However, we've been waiting for almost three weeks for an answer to get our proposals to him to okay, make so, so sure that he understands. Are you waiting to submit your proposals or are you waiting for an answer to proposals that you've already submitted? We have made numerous submissions yes. already and then we have asked for a personal engagement. To, to show that we are ready and uh, we can do this. Um, we can open and we can work mm. risk, um, mitigate the risks for sure. Let's talk about um, some of these mitigation measures that you've put down. I mean, uh, paint a picture for me in a hairdresser 
um, say, uh, you know, not too far from maybe your area where you are the divisional manager. So say okay. a hairdresser all the way in Delmas. Um, okay. You know, w- what would you put in place in that operation to make sure that there isn't a transmission of COVID-19? Okay. So basically, um, when I earlier on said that we have developed these um, um, protocols and, and safety and hygiene rules, we call it a workplace guide. Um, from the employers' organisation, we submit or we provide these to this to all our members free of charge, and um, we have partnerships with with um, all major manufacturers and products and um, people supplying the industry that is is willing to take hands with us. So, in terms of these preventative activities, we are uh, almost one hundred percent sure that. 90% of all the establishments, as it's defined in the collective agreement, will be able to open with all the personal protective equipment, uh, clearly displayed posters on how to wash your hands, how to sanitize, how to share information, um, to make sure that all people entering premises um, must wear masks, um, that there is temperature, mandatory temperature um, taken on arrival and once again when leaving uh, with with clients, but during the shift of all employees to have a contact tracing record of of who visited the salon. Mm. Um, So so everyone's going to have to sign the register? Not really sign, but we have a dedicated um, person within the salon or a receptionist or a manager or whomever is going to be the responsible person to keep the record. Um, we can't expect everybody well, to I mean, sign. Mariska, but yes, it's need... signing a register, right? Yes. Uh, yes, you might not be the one signing yourself. Uh, yes. And I guess I understand why you would mention that in the context yes. of, of this. But, yes. but I mean, talk, talk to me about, um, I mean, I see all the measures. I see the masks. I see the temperature uh, screening. I see the uh, you know uh, a register of people who have gone in in order to assist in whatever contact uh, tracing that might be needed, if there is indeed an outbreak of uh, a case uh, from uh, the said hairdresser. But uh, I mean, here's the other question: You can't do my hair without touching my head, yeah, touching sure. my face in some cases. Yeah, sure. With 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 um, hairdressing. Skincare, nails, I suppose all the risks is uh, or could be mitigated um, or minimized uh, insofar as the specific protocols that the salon and the staff is going to adhere to. I think if we only permit clients with pre-booked appointments, you know who you are going to see. You know how to prepare your workstation accordingly. Yes, indeed, we will expect people to sanitize um, as they come in the client as well as the employee, but also to wear masks, um, screen protectors in certain cases, uh, gloves, etc. So I think um, it is an inborn practice with hairdressing, beauty, cosmetology, skin care, nails, aesthetic, to have an inherent hygiene, health and holistic approach to the safety protocols. This is not something new for our industry. Mm. It is quite saddening to see if you should enter a a, a bank or a uh, some sort of grocery shop at this stage, the risk of contain, uh, con, um, containing or uh, get, uh, contracting the virus there is so much higher than in a salon with pre-booked um, appointments, um, adhering to the social distancing of 1.5 uh, meters between uh, clients. 
I do not see how we cannot grant the opportunity for this industry and the various mm-hmm. sectors to open. Mariska? Um, I want us to pause here for a second and uh, we're going to take a quick spot break but also to invite some of our listeners who would like to weigh in on our conversation. Give us a ring on 089-110-3377 When we come back I've got uh, maybe a few more questions for you and uh, uh, I guess they rest on uh, the uneven capacity to even respond uh, to some of the uh, proposed precautions that you've taken because we we do know you're a very diverse sector and that not everybody's organized under your a banner and uh, some people might also uh, be doing this in the informal sense and might not be able to afford uh, temperature screeners and the like and we'll return to that theme on the other side of this it's 11 minutes now after 8 p.m and uh, we are in the second phase of our uh, business wrap we're taking a look at the uh, business of uh, beauty and care and i'm joined on the line by mariska Duplessis, northern gauteng divisional manager for the employers organization for hairdressing cosmetology and beauty now mariska uh, you might uh, i guess um, and when i say you i mean yourself and many of your members uh, you might be able to put in place many of these precautions but uh, we do know that many south africans also use the services of um, you know informal hairdressers one might find on Okay, we're going to have to maybe leave that one there, unfortunately. Uh, Mariska's line uh, giving us a a bit of a problem there because what I wanted to find out is whether or not the same person, uh, you know, in Marabastat who's running his or her own operation, uh, you know, renting out chairs uh, in an operation there, whether or not they'd be able. Uh, to uh, overcome what are seemingly very onerous uh, uh, precautions that they have to undertake here. I mean, to just make sure that uh, they continue to operate. And I don't know if um, Chiscopia 15 Rand is going to be worth all of that effort. Mariska, do we have you back on the line? Sorry, yes, I'm back. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Maybe it might be Sorry, the gremlins I'm... there. Mariska, I was, I was asking, I mean, yes, you know, uh, many of your hairdressers or your members might be able to comply uh, and uh, even the nail technicians and everybody else. But what of those in the informal sector or even those that are micro-enterprises uh, that um, probably might not have the resources to put in place all of these precautions? Uh, and one would think that policymakers are also thinking about some of those, that yes, maybe the more affluent hairdressers might be able to respond. But uh, you know, if I'm on the side of the road in Marabastad, what's the likelihood? Yeah, sure. Um, Ayabunga, for a very long time, we have... Um requested government to take our hand and if i say our hand um, i'm I'm speaking collectively now just not only from the employer's point of view but also from your heart of the trade union who is our counterpart to the national bargaining council for for our industry so collectively we have been asking government please take our hand in support to reach out to the informal sector we want everybody to be responsible in um, and and you you might remember earlier on I, I mentioned that the informal sector all along have been continuing to work not all of them but most majority um, underground so those are the types of things that is um, causing the industry or government um, to hold back on opening the, this industry or the sectors and I think if if we are to take the responsible thing here would be to to reach out and to say, listen, let's collectively address this in the responsible manner. Um, Let's assist all the the smaller informal people 
um, to obtain the necessary equipment and to make everybody responsible in the way we operate in South Africa. Um, it's, it's not just now that it is creating a problem. Informal businesses will always remain with us. And I think we have to reach out and we have to make sure that we get everybody compliant mm. and making sure that they play by the rules. Mm. Do you have and any members? In, do, do you have any members that are informal sector players? Yes, definitely. Really? We have yeah, we have um by example, uh, the community of Atwichville is mm. um is 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 on our um um books and yeah, they provide valuable um inputs and the way in the dif- way different people um, do business. So I think, yeah, that's just one example in, in my immediate uh, area. But I think we've got um, many, um, so to say, rural or not urban areas. If if I think again, my area towards the Mpumalanga side, mm. um, Hazy View, those are where more informal trading will take place. And yes, definitely. They are influencing our decision-making processes. They are our partners. And I think that is why it's important that we are reaching out to government and say, please take our hand. We are willing to uh, do this the responsible way. But we we need assistance. All right, then. Mariska, we'll have to leave it there. Thank you very much for taking time out to speak to us. Pleasure. Take care. Stay safe.